Alright, Ambush, and today we are joined by a multi-instrumentalist, a producer. Some of you may know him as a founding member of the Shy Lows. He, he is bringing it back to the golden age of rock and roll. And some, some might say he walks like a panther. Some may say he sways like a flower. But either way, you can call him Johnny Payne. How is it going today, Johnny? Oh, that was a nice intro, man. It's going very well. Thank you. Ah, uh, well, I'm glad that you appreciate that, and I am very glad that you are having a good day. I'm very excited to dive into this upcoming, this new album, which I believe drops in a few hours. Yeah, I think so. Actually, a friend of mine in, in London told me it's already out over there. Oh, so there you go. goodness. All right. All right. So as of the recording of this interview, ooh, we are already on the precipice of this coming out into the world. Very exciting. Yeah, man. Ooh. Whereabouts are you these days? I am located in Kamloops, British Columbia. Oh, nice. Right on. So cool. yes. how about yourself? I'm in Vancouver. Okay, all right, West Coast, not too far, a couple of hours, and maybe a couple broken highways in between. That's right. <laughs> well, thankfully, those are getting worked on, things are being brought together, and thankfully, we still have technology to be able to have conversations like this, and I am very excited to be diving behind this new album, King of Cups, with you here today, and... From what I can see, it's actually been quite the uh, process, quite the timeline to actually getting this album out into the world. Our first taste uh, of the album came with the single Man in the Mist of January 2020. So when exactly did King of Cups begin to take shape for you there? Um, you know, I'm realizing now as you ask me this that like these are going to be tough questions that I'm going to have to answer in the next while because I don't really remember <laughs> because man it was a long time ago and so much has happened you know in the world and and uh in everyone's lives probably I'm sure in their heads and everything so I don't know I guess 2019 we recorded it um I probably yeah I probably wrote wrote it and sort of arranged it uh in 2019 um earlier in the year i would imagine um and i remember sort of feeling the crunch to record it this is sort of the funny part because we had this um goal of getting it out in 2019 you know in the fall or something i needed to put out something new that year so i remember really really crunching to write all the songs and come up with all the arrangements right down to the wire. And then I could only book five days at the studio um, to record it. And so like, it was just this whirlwind revolving door of musicians and, and trying to get it all done. And then, um, yeah, amazingly, it was all for naught because it came out three years later, or whatever the hell it is now. You know what I mean? Uh, Could have taken all the time in the world with it. Hurry, 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 just to wait up, right? Yeah, <laughs> but it's all right. Hey, it's perfectly all right. It gave you a little bit of time to maybe enjoy some other things, maybe take a little more time to actually uh, 
put things together because as you said it had been pretty hectic i mean five days those were probably some pretty late days too um between everything i'm guessing yeah well but you know uh i kind of work best when my back's up against the wall like that so uh it's kind of i don't mind it you know but i would say i have to say for the amount of tracking that's on the album and the amount of musicians and uh you know the arrangements were you know thought out for sure for all of that five days i gotta hand it to everybody involved it was pretty good you know Ooh, it's uh quite good i must say myself from listening to the album and of course like i mentioned our first taste of this new album came to us in january of 2020 with man in the mist so that was sort of our uh like i mentioned our first taste so what exact energy were you trying to capture inside of this song what was the thought behind making it the first single um i think that i really just i thought it was a lot of fun um the ep that i made before johnny um uh had a lot of piano ballads, mellow stuff. And um, I think I really wanted to make like a fun, poppy, like, you know, sort of like tropical poppy record uh, that you could, you know, tap your toe to a little bit more than the other one. And uh, Man in the Mist was kind of, at that time, my one of my favorite ones on the record. And uh, I thought it came out really well. Like, exactly how i had envisioned it would in my head it was of all the tracks on the record it was the one that i was like that's exactly how i wanted it to sound so i think yeah we just thought it'd be a fun first single (laughs) and then it came out at a really like not fun time Yes, uh, right before everything closed february there was a lot of wondering and then march we all found out so of course with the music industry, with a lot of the world, we were all forced to adapt. So yeah. right away, was that the thought was just push back the album and sort of wait to find out what's happening with the world? Or where was that all at? You know, it was. Yeah, it, it was one of those things that I thought that the record was, um, like I say, it, it. I had a really, really hot live band at the time. And they were great, and they played on the record. And uh, we really want thought that the live show was going to be a big part of it. And when there weren't weren't any live shows, I just thought, well, you know, let's just wait till we can play some shows to support it because it's not really going to do it justice to just kind of release it in my mind. And of course, I didn't know that that was going to keep getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And I just thought by the time the summer came, and there was a lot of things. There was just so much going on in the world and in the news and, you know, from from the pandemic to Black Lives Matter to everything. And I just didn't really think anybody really needed to hear, like, my songs and, like, you know what I mean? I was just, I, I, I thought it'd be all right to wait until, uh, you know, the world was a little more open to just, like, a kind of casual pop record coming out again you know absolutely for sure and of course with 2021 there did come a little bit more of a ramp up to get there but i do want to touch on a little bit of a piece 
that was in between there because you started a little bit of a uh, live review on Instagram live, <laughs> sort of a uh, platform there, IGTV, with live from the Sweaty Palms Hotel. So what was the idea, sort of uh, just doing this? Was this just something fun that came up to your mind? Was this just a way to pass the time? Yeah, that was, uh, that was you know, what there's an what do you say about you know uh, i don't know idle hands or something there's an old saying there but uh i basically everything hit i was in california when the pandemic really sort of dropped i guess is what you say like i they canceled i got off the plane at lax i was supposed to play a bunch of shows in la and then uh within an hour of landing there all the shows got canceled except for one and I was supposed to be there for a week and long story short, I flew back the next morning and went straight to my apartment and basically stayed there for a year or whatever it was. But, um, and you know, within a few days, my girlfriend, Alex, who's an incredibly talented videographer, um, and artist in her own right, you know, we were like, we got to do something in here. I had recording equipment and I had things and I said, okay, well maybe I could like play a cover tune and you could film it and I'll dress up and it'll be kind of funny. And we did one and and then we started talking about it and saying, well maybe it could be like a TV show. Like and we could pretend like our apartment is like a hotel lounge and it's like the sweaty palm is like the whole play on the whole remember when people thought that hands were the way that you could get sick Mm -hmm. and so that was the whole joke and um we started doing them and the episodes are really short and then um you know after we did two or three we started seeing people were watching them and they liked them and it was kind of what we thought was sort of it was better than the live stream format that a lot of musicians were doing like in their sweatpants like on their couch and stuff and i was like well at least we're like making something that's that's funny and so then we just got into writing scripts and and getting guests and we started before you knew it we had a little tv show and it was a whole lot of fun and then before you knew it i had a covers record out of the whole thing because i we've done 12 episodes and that was enough for an album so there you go hey uh some cover songs some tap dancing and a whole lot of fun yeah (laughs) oh the tap dancing was great yeah it was amazing (laughs) my favorite part but hands down yeah that was great yeah yeah old lady tickle toes that's right oh my goodness uh amazing but of course like we mentioned from that cover album we get back into the process the wheel starts turning again in the world of the king of cups Mm -hmm. so our latest single for this album actually came to us in November with a some day. So, of course, I would love to know once again, what exactly went into this track? What was the energy? What was the feeling behind it? I mean, that's a it's a it's a big song in the canon of of my songwriting career, I guess. I, I worked on it for a long time, I think. I, I remember writing it in two or three different ways, different lyrics and and trying to crack it, you know? 
And then it finally came when I thought about the idea of someday, like that word being the turnaround and, and being the, you know, the basic idea behind the song that, you know, it's just sort of something that you, it could be anything, you know, just something that you're always kind of holding on to that you think might happen or might not. But, you know, I guess it's like hope or something, you know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just like I wanted to have one ballad on the on the record because I had kind of a, you know, dare I say, not a hit, but, like, people seem to like this one I did called Lazy Love. So I was like, I should do another one like that. And, yeah, I just wanted it to be like a power ballad, you know? And so uh, that was it. Sorry, that was a really rambly answer to that one. No I'm having trouble thinking about how to... I don't know how to, it's hard to describe your own music, you know? It's very true. It's uh, sometimes uh, you have a lot of different feelings that go into it. And of course, the audience always has their own interpretation of the song as well. So it's, uh, music definitely is a beautiful thing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it rings true for me because like, quite frankly, you know, i I'm a very, very lucky person to even be able to make records and play shows and and have a label release my stuff and do everything. But, you know, I guess no matter what level of success you're at, you're always kind of thinking, well, maybe someday I'll, you know, be able to play at the Hollywood Bowl or whatever it might be. And if if it was me 15 years ago, it was maybe someday I'll get to make a record, you know, or whatever it is. But so it's kind of just, it can apply to anyone and, and anything at any time in their life, right? Like, that's all it is. Absolutely. But it's also kind of bullshit, right? You know, the idea of someday is sort of like, that's why I say, like, I don't believe in you, you know, because it's kind of like, you may as well not sit around wishing for something more, and you should just enjoy what you have, and I have trouble with that. So there you go. Why can't someday be today, right? Well, sure. There you go. I love it. I love it. And of course, like we mentioned earlier, the album is coming out in a few hours and a couple places in the world is already out. So after waiting two to three years now for this exact moment, what is that feeling of finally having these new songs out into the world? I guess it feels great to have them finally coming out but it's a little bit anticlimactic because they've been like on the shelf for so long you know like i mean i've been working on a lot of new music already right so it's kind of hard for me when when not hard but it's like when you when you're working on a bunch of new stuff uh your head you got to put your head into it right into the new stuff so it's kind of like uh i'm stoked the record's coming out but it's not like i just made it three months ago and now it's coming out and I can't, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's, it's a bit funny too. You already have your foot dipped into the other pool of water waiting to jump on in. Right. But at the same time, you know, I, I posted a couple things, you know, clips with like songs from the record that people haven't heard, put the public. And I, I've already sent the record to so many friends and stuff like that. And I just noticed people commenting like, oh, this sounds great or something like that. And it's funny to realize 
oh yeah, like there's lots of people who haven't heard this record. Because of course I sent it to all my friends and and family and stuff like that like years ago, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, in that way, it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Yes, having uh, a whole new wave of people to uh, find and introduce themselves to this album. Maybe some new people introduce themselves into the world of Johnny Payne either way. It's exciting, so, yeah. but also the future. The future also holds beautiful things too, right? Yeah, you just you just hope people listen to it. That's all. That's about all you can hope for these days, you know. Very, very true indeed. So, of course, like you mentioned, you're already working on new songs. There's we're already here into 2022, and of course, we are talking about a new album coming out. But of course, I have to ask, what does the rest of this? Uh, this new year what does the future hold for johnny Payne? um well uh you know i'll make a new record uh at some point uh soon i've been writing a lot of songs and um that's one thing i've also been doing a lot more producing for other people um and uh i did a, a record for a band called ponytails from vancouver that turned out really well. And then also two EPs for the guitarist in the band, uh, who he goes by T Barber and, um, those sounded great. And then I produced a record for a guy in LA named Sam Blasucci, who is, um, uh, in a band called Mapache who are wonderful. Everybody's going to be hearing about them soon, I think. But, um, yeah, the record I did with Sam is very, very special, too. So there's a lot of stuff coming out that I produced this year, I guess is what I'm going to say as well. Awesome. All right. All right. So a lot of projects are coming to life this year, then. Yeah. I mean, you as one would think, we never can tell these days. Very true. Uh, very true. It's We were all hoping that live music would return. I know you did have a couple of live shows in there, but of course... I did. It's uh, become a little difficult, so I have to ask, you probably got to play some of those new songs in front of the, some crowd. So what was the reception like live to some of these new tracks? Great, man. Just great. Uh, I, I, I only did it in LA, but I have a band a live band there that backs me up and we did a show and it was awesome. And then I did a solo show too, and it was great. And I'm planning to go out in March again and do, uh, some, a couple of shows in New York and a couple in London. Um, and, uh, maybe something else, I don't know. And then there'll hopefully be more touring this year too. But yeah, the, the reception has been great. We've been playing a lot of the songs live, like before the pandemic, we'd done some of them live already, you know, here in Vancouver. Um, and it was it was a lot of fun. We had a nine-piece band, the Margarita Machine. Sax, two backup singers, congas, sax player, piano, guitars, bass, drum. It was just wild, really fun. Uh, like you mentioned, you had a lot of... Uh different musicians coming in and out of the studio and there's a lot of different sounds captured inside of this album inside of your live show too so it's uh to bring that to the stage it's a lot of energy but it's probably a whole lot of fun as well yeah it's it's it is a lot uh, quite a bit of work but uh 
it's tons of fun if you can get it dialed in and do it for sure uh yeah and of course i have had a ton of fun here with today's conversation i have one last question for you johnny you're ready for it yep i'm ready all right so of course we've talked about this two to three year process of getting this album this new album out into the world king of cups now that it's finally getting out there i want to know what exactly has this time this process how has it helped you to grow as a person or what has it taught you about yourself? That's a tough one, Colton. Um, I think it's taught me that I operate a lot better or I, I think that my sort of modus operandum is like when things are happening and I can be social and be around people is kind of when I'm working and when I'm buzzing and creating a lot. And so maybe I took that a bit for granted before. And it's definitely now that I've even been able to just get a little bit of a dose of people again and working the odd project with music and with other musicians, I'm really, uh, you know, soaking it up. And um, yeah, I, I just moving forward, I'm really going to enjoy Anytime you get to be on stage or you get to sing for a crowd or you get to be in a studio with people, you get to do that because it's something that definitely just seemed too easy before. And now you're like, when it can be taken away from you so quickly, um, you know, it makes you appreciate it all that much more. Absolutely. uh... I've learned a lot of other things about myself too, but we'd probably need like a longer show if you want to get into that kind of psychotherapy session sort of stuff. Four-hour version. Let's go. (laughs) I mean, I kind of like how you keep doing the countdown, like the record's out in six hours. So maybe we could do like a New Year's Eve Times Square thing and just keep talking for six hours CNN style, like the same, same thing about like the album until it drops. All right, so in three and a half hours on the East Coast, the album drops. Yeah, and we bring in people for, like, analysis on the album and stuff like that, and then eventually, when it comes out, then we could talk about it again. (laughs) (sighs) All right, so here's Johnny Payne's mother going behind the track, some, or Cali Easy, so we can, uh, you know, just... Just what did you find about this track? What was your thoughts on the first listen? Well, it's my son, so I always love what he makes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be perfect. Yeah. Uh, fan. And then here's Dave Grohl for some analysis. Just for some random reason. He, we just had him around. Just because he'll do anything, you know? He heard there was a countdown and he wanted to party, so here's yeah. Dave Grohl. <laughs> yeah. Here's his live reaction to the album. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I have had so much fun. Thank you so much, Johnny, for joining us here today to dive behind this new album, King of Cups, here on the Desert Tiger Podcast. Thanks for having me, man. All right, Ambush, you can go ahead and find Johnny Payne's brand new album, the one we discussed here today. King of Cups over on your favorite music streaming service when you're there. Go ahead and hit follow. You can also follow Johnny on your favorite social media platforms as well so you can stay up to date with new music, music videos, upcoming tour dates, 
and all of that fun stuff and oh so much more all at the same time with that it's time to thank johnny Payne for joining us here on today's episode of the dtp to take us behind this new album we have to thank mavis from over at nice marmot pr for going ahead and setting today's interview up we have to thank german from ypeditor.com for making everything sound so good Last but not least, we need to thank you, The Am Bush. If you've yet to join up with The Am, it's as easy as subscribing to the DTP. You can also help the show grow by sharing this episode, giving us a five-star review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and over on Spotify. And you can also help us out by heading on over to www.deserttiger.shop to copy yourself something to represent the show everywhere that your beautiful face goes and with that it's now time that we say our bye-byes but not before i tell you go out find your roar and then let it out into the world and show them just how powerful wondrous and beautiful you and your roar are because you are all three of these things and oh so much more and until next time bye am bush the desert tiger podcast <laughs>